Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. Cheston and Ralric split from the rest of the Really Good Four to try and clear Ralric's name in Vivimar. Upon arrival, they are brought to the dungeon where they will be staying. They find out that Bobby Sr. is actually an advisor to the king. Chest heads to the bathroom and takes time to pray to Cord. And he, st- he kind of like looks around, definitely uncomfortable, not sure what he's doing, but he's like, Hey, um, Cord, uh... I know uh, we chatted recently, and you you told me to adapt, and uh, I've been thinking a lot about that. So uh, I think that means I probably shouldn't try to fight my way out of this situation that we're in because it. I don't think I can fight Ralric's innocence forward. I, I know Ralric's innocent, but it seems like the guy who set him up is maybe set this up too and I'm really worried because I don't want my best friend to you know go to go to jail or something I I just I gotta figure out what to do and I'm having a hard time thinking about how to solve this problem Cord seemingly does not answer Chest Chest then leaves the bathroom opening the door and knocking into someone he recognizes with a thunderous bang you look down, and, and this person stands up and turns to you, and you recognize it as Thea Almond. Listen, I have something that you need to pass along to Ralric. Okay. And she kind of looks over your shoulder as you're slowly picking stuff up, and she sees a guard. She kind of goes back to picking up, and she lowers her voice a little bit more, and she says, I, The deck is currently stacked against him. Nicholas Bumblesnatch. He <laughs> is currently employed by Bobby Sr., Okay. <laughs> that sounds accurate. And he is the main witness for the prosecution, saying that he physically saw Ralric. Okay. He's currently staying somewhere in here, but he is pretty much what the entire prosecution is resting on, his, his testimony. Chest goes back to Ralric and fills him in. The two head to dinner as they are asked to eat with King Shadowstep. The king enters the room with a guest who Chest and Ralric both recognize. And you go, the other individual goes to the final open chair, and you look up at this individual and you definitely recognize this individual. Uh, when you met this person, they were introduced to you as the Wild Mage. Oh. Wait. Chest's eyes are kind of wide and he leans into Ralric. He's like, Ralric, I think that's mi- Mr. Wild. Uh, sorry, Mr. Mage. Wild, the Wild Mage. Yeah, I do see that. It's, uh, not good. Hello, welcome. And you hear the the king's voice. I appreciate you all coming here to dine with me and my special guest here, Unkin. Unkin? Unkin. When he says that, just eyes, uh, eyebrows furrow, and he leans back over to Ralric, and he's like, I thought that, I thought his name was Wild Mage. No, I just, he, he is a wild mage. We never caught his real name. Apparently it's Duncan. And he, he, he kind of leans forward and he says, uh, Excuse me, did you just say my name is Wild Mitch? Chest is like, Oh, um, sorry, sir. Uh, I uh, have met someone who looks like you, and his name was Wild. That is concerning. Please, 
King, may I speak to these individuals after this lovely meal, of course? And the king just says, yes, of course. Now, let's dive into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. Lacking in the smarts, the cleric does the touchy feel like groby healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon slaying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. Alright, so you all were sitting around the table. Chest was sitting next to King Shadow Step, who's not Chest. Uh, Ralric was sitting next to King Shadow Step, who's at the head of the table, and Unkin was sitting across from Ralric, uh, with Chest to Ralric's side. There's also Nan, Nun, Lilith Shandy at the table. Uh, Lilith Shandy was the, or was the first uh, tavern owner from Ordenshire. Yeah, so that's currently who is sitting around you at the table. Basically what happened at the end of last time was we finished with Chest grabbing multiple forks at the same time, stabbing them into some food, and starting to shovel into his mouth. Alright. Sire, I know you may not be used to fine dining, but you only need to use one fork at a time. That was the king. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, um, I was just testing all the forks to make sure uh, that they all um, are sharp enough uh, so I will just use one and Chess puts them down and picks one at random Don't, that's that's the dessert fork Chess oh uh, yeah I knew that I was just checking that it was still sharp enough from a minute ago maybe it got dulled so I will use the correct one now and just grabs another fork mm-hmm. uh, old man just gives you a quick Nod of the head. Okay. Have approval for that fork. Chest with like bends down, whispers in her. He's like, "Thanks, thanks, Nan." Yeah, you just you didn't shut up. Okay. So chest is uh, chest is just kind of eating and keeping and looking around the room and kind of watching. Doesn't want to like get himself into too trouble because he's very out of place here. And you're eating through this kind of first dish. It's some nice uh, spring rolls, or what would be, you know, the modern equivalent of, or the then equivalent of spring rolls. And Chess, you're kind of just shoveling these into your mouth, and then the doors open again, and the waiters start taking away your plate, as well as uh, the plates of everyone else. Um, Chess is just kind of holding his fork, like, as they're taking the plate away, and is looks sort of looking at Nan, like, uh, uh, and he leans over, he's like, do, do I need to keep that plate? No, you'll get another plate. Okay. And they come back in with, this time, another course. This time, uh, they place a large roasted turkey in the center of the table, garnishing around it, as well as some other kind of sides. Potatoes, other vegetables, broccoli. Nah, not broccoli. <laughs> Turkey's more my speed. I don't know what those weird tube foods were. Just, um... Chess just 
is slowly like reaching out with his fork to poke at some turkey like and grab it with his fork but he's kind of looking at nan like is this is this okay and she quickly slaps you on the hand just puts his hand back she kind of has to stand up on the table to you know up in her (laughs) chair to do that first but then quickly sits back down and king shadow step looks over are you having trouble there sir Oh, uh, uh, nope. Nope. All good. Uh, it's perfect. Perfectly good. Thank thank you. Very good. Then he grabs the carving knife and the, you know, whatever the large fork thing is called. Large fork. And starts, <laughs> starts, <laughs> starts carving up, up the turkey himself and uh, motions for everybody to pass their plate down so he can put some in their plate. Okay. Just figures this one out. Um, so, Chest is sitting next to old Nan, mm-hmm. and then who's on his other side? Ralric. Oh, Ralric. And then on the other side of Ralric is the king? Yeah. Okay. And then where's um, Lilith? She'd probably be towards the foot of the table. And are people, like, talking with each other at this point? Very light, small talk. Mostly with neighbors? There's kind of a little bit of a nervous air oh, okay. in the room, so it's mostly just light, small talk. Oh, okay. Um, Chest is kind of looking down at the people, and he he leans over. He's like, "Hey, Ralric, it's that that girl we we know from Ordenshire. Um, she, the one you know who we saved, who had like the bears attacking him, and then she was put on a pedis, pedal stool, and uh, they, uh, you know, tried to cut her open, and then we saved her. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. What was her name?" Uh, I'm gonna go with Lilith, I think. Lilith. Got it. Uh, and so who else did you say was there? It was just the two of you, Nan, Nun, Lilith, Unkin, and Shadowstep. Okay, so that's that's it, okay. Um, Chest is like looking down the table at her trying to catch her eyes. And she's kind of head down most of the time, but you do catch her eye at one point. Okay, and Jess is just like waving his hands, like, "Hey, hey, Lilette, hey, how's it going? This is a fancy meal, huh?" Um, yes, Jess. Good, good to see you again. Strange circumstances. Uh, yeah, that's pretty weird, huh? But I mean, free turkey, right? Yes, and also the opportunity and privilege to be in the presence of a king. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that was. I mean that. I, I, that was implied by what I was saying with the turkey thing. Um, that was sort of the, you know, it, it, I, I meant that before the turkey thing. I don't know, Chester. Your priorities are kind of turkey, then kings, if I'm guessing. It's just fine. <laughs> Chester whisper, leans over and whispers into Ralph's ear. He's like, Ralph, shut up. You're going to embarrass me. Uh, implied. I see that you've been adding to your vocabulary over the past weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've been learning lots. Uh, I'm ve- uh, very, uh, good at learning. So, yes. Um, and Shadow Sip, after finishing a bite, kind of just stop, interrupts your conversation and says, Relic, I did some research on you, or I had some scholars do such. Seems that you're more of a learner, loner, and... You worked along the river for years before you met your then spouse, Anolise. Yes, that is correct. 
when your family unfortunately perished in the attack by Talamite. Yes, they did. And you left the area and haven't been seen since. No, I've been living on the outskirts of town, keeping to myself. Don't really want to be around people anymore since I lost everyone. Well, that's rather interesting because within the past month or so, you've recently been spotted around many different towns, which changed. Mm, Going on an adventure and helping some good friends who would have become good friends of mine trying to learn that there's other things besides my own solitude that are important. Jess's eyes are kind of wide and he's just like watching this conversation like <laughs> oh boy, this is this is some deep shit. Thinking thinking that. And he kind of does a swift cut into the, the turkey that he has in his plate and pauses and looks at you and says I wonder what what could have happened in these past few weeks to month that could have broken you so that you would be in league with the dragon that slayed your family. It's not possible. I would never ever ever be in league with that creature. And everything you've heard is a lie. Give a persuasion check. I good at this? I don't remember. Seven. Damn it, Ralric. This was your chance. Yeah. Persuade the king. And he kind of looks at you and considers it for a moment and then says, Well, that's not what I've heard. I've heard that you flew over Elftown, your former home, and laid waste to the people there with that artifact on your back. <clears throat> and he points to your bow. Like, just kind of does a little tapping point at it and then starts eating again. Um, yes. Sir King, what's his name? Shadowstep. King Shadowstep. Yes, Yes, King Shadowstep. I'm sure you have heard that because somebody put a lot of effort into making everyone believe that. And the bow that you're referring to, named Tirvanas, was stolen from me. And I only recently got it back from the thief. How did you come about acquiring this bow? Originally, or how did I get it back? Why don't you go through the full story? Do I know the full story? <laughs> you picked need, up the bow from that um, death. I need Claire's memory. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Your memory. Was, you got it from the Deathlock, right? We we killed that Deathlock, and it had the bow on it. It kind of found its way to you, I guess. I think. Um, yeah. So the the bow kind of found me. Um, we had just finished saving. Lilette, did we not? It was right after that. I think, yeah, it was that when we were trapped. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I was looking back. Yes, we had we had finished a fight, and I found the bow. And as soon as I touched it, I didn't didn't look particularly remarkable at the time. But as soon as I touched it, it a, a voice came into my head that said, "I finally found you." And I just immediately felt a connection with this weapon. So I decided to keep it. He kind of ponders that information over. So you believe you have a connection with this thing? I do, yes. It still speaks to me to this day, on occasion, when it feels like it. Uh, Give another persuasion check. 
Oh, huh. Eleven. <laughs> well, hmm. This situation is not boiling out to be as cut and dry as I expected. May I see the bow, if you don't mind? He kind of looks at you, holding out his hand expectantly, uh, almost narrowing his eyes like it's not really a request. Yes. Chess, Chess looks over to Old Nan and is like eyes wide, like, like, should we give this bow to him? Of course, good king. And I'll do the. I swiftly swoop to one knee and pull it off my back and hold it out to him in a gesture of good faith. Um, and he'll grab the bow, look it over, and I feel like I hear a distant voice, but it's not clear. I'd like to hold this for a little longer. Give it back to you tomorrow, assuming everything goes in your favor. Obviously, if you're found guilty, you would not be able to keep this either way. Uh, uh, hesitantly, um... Let's say, yes, of course, King. You, you can hold on to it until then. He kind of scoots his chair out just a little bit and kind of awkwardly holds it in his lap so it'll fit there. And give an insight check. Fourteen. Okay. You notice that he's trying to almost uh, attune to it in the same way that you would. You think it's most likely to, from, your, from the line of questioning, is a potential information gathering. That seems like a good thing for us. Chest is going to uh, lean over to Ralric, and he's just like, "Ralric, you okay? You, you, you don't. I know you never give that bow away." Yeah, I mean, I, we're kind of in a tough spot, so I don't really feel like I have a choice. Okay. And if things go don't go my way tomorrow, it won't matter. <laughs> I'm really tempted. I'm not going to. This is out of game, but I'm really tempted to look at the king and be like, so how'd you become king then? <laughs> do whatever chess would do. <laughs> I feel like that is kind of a chess <laughs> thing. <laughs> not, not to meta the shit out of it, but <laughs> it doesn't sound that out of character. Just, just, no, it doesn't, but just, has, just is nervous tonight, so he's not talking a lot. Because mm-hmm. he knows that his, he knows Ralric is like, Ralric's innocence is on the line here mm-hmm. so so yeah otherwise he's kind of sitting quietly doing a poor job of eating fancily so i must ask if you were to be found innocent what do your plans happen to be i would just like to get back to my friends um chester over here and then the two others in our group so we can continue on our way what is your goal what is our most recent goal? Well, we're trying to get the flute back and pass we're out. Still, but... we're, yeah, we're still on flute duty. Yeah. Yes, so I'm, I'm uh, King Sir. I'm trying to help my crew, one member of my crew, find a flute that's very important to him and to his family. Um, and you see there's uh, a elf in the back kind of standing next to one of the doors that was opening the doors to let the... Uh, wait staff in with the food and then close the doors once they left slowly approaches the king and just leans over and starts whispering into his ear do we recognize this elf do i recognize him uh give a perception check lovely 14 
Uh, you don't recognize them, but you recognize that it's likely someone within kind of like a war council just by their attire is their most likely station. Just with your, your knowledge of this area and growing up in it, that's what you come come to. Mm-hmm. And then they back up after whispering and then go back to their post. Does the king do anything? Look at us weird or anything? Kind of ponders for a moment. Mm. And then he says, Where does this fruit happen to be? Uh, well, we believe it to be in Pesopt. I'm not entirely sure if that's where it is, but that's where we were looking or heading. So why are you looking for Pan's fruit? And he just immediately just like kind of drops that on you abruptly. Oh, so he knows the specific fruit. Got it. Uh, like I said, it's very important piece of history for one of our a member of our group and his family much much like this the bow tirvanas is important to me now i'll um let you do either persuasion or deception because it's kind of feels like a half truth so whichever way you feel like you're le- you're leading mm. towards hiding the divine link stuff is that your purpose with that statement or well yeah i don't want to say it just yet <laughs> okay so go for a deception check got it 12 damn solid middle rolls today he kind of takes in your statement and kind of nods a little bit considering it then he leans in and he's kind of looking you a bit closer in the eyes now as he puts his fork down on his plate and puts his knife down on his plate kind of puts his elbow on the table holding his chin leans and looks at you and says and are you aware of what those two coincidentally well I guess I won't say too much but are you aware of what those two items where they came from what they're for um loosely go on I don't ask a lot of questions wait he's talking about the bow and the flute those two yeah yeah he kind of tapped the bow as he was asking that question (laughs) indeed Uh, I feel like he knows I should probably stop lying because he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you could do an insight check or something. Mm. Yeah, you can do an insight if you want to. Um, also racking my brain for memory thoughts. Yes, let's insight. Oh, that's better. Fifteen. What is your inclination? That he already knows the answers to the questions he's asking. And with every kind of sentence and him leaning forward and kind of focusing in even more on you you're definitely getting that vibe yeah 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 got it um so yes king i think you already know that these magical items are um part of our divine linked heritage if you will the bow is mine and the flute is that of our friend pip and Pip is very interested in finding this flute. Do you say you have conversation to this bow? Yes. And he's uh, given insight check. Uh-huh. 13. Uh, you can see that there's a decent amount of inner tor- turmoil going on. He's kind of battling with something. Hmm. Gotcha. I knew someone who had this bow once. 
Oh, really? You recognize him? Who did you know? Never mind. Let's, uh... Let's get on with the next meal. There's too much idle chit-chat. And he immediately claps his hands, and the doors fly open, and people come in, take away the turkey. Chest was so entranced in this, like, conversation that when he claps his head, he kind of jumps, and he's like, huh? Uh, And so they go in, the person grabbing the turkey kind of just watching out for you a little bit, Chest, just because when the doors were open, they saw you immediately jump. So they're, like, being very careful, taking your plate away from you. (laughs) Um, And then just another meal comes in. This one is roasted duck. Oh, my gosh. With another assortment of vegetables. A duck. Does it weigh the same as the turkey? Uh, It's a little bit smaller. (laughs) Does it weigh the same as a witch? (laughs) And Shadow Step kind of doesn't really talk much through this portion of the meal, at least. Um, What's what's Unkin doing? He's just been observing and really taking everything in the whole time. He's not chatting with anyone or anything like that? No. Okay. He's clearly absorbing. Okay. Um, what about the... What's Lilith up to? Is she, uh, she next to me? Or was she next to Chess? She's closer to the end of the table, towards Chess. Gotcha. And Bobby Sr. is not at this dinner, right? Right. We just know he's an advisor to the king? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lilith was kind of keeping her head down. Same with Old Nan and Nun. They're... Obviously not trying to ruffle any feathers as they're here. Trying to be as polite and courteous as, as they can. Um, so every once at, in a while they'll speak up and say, ooh, this tastes lovely and those kind of things. At some point, Chest uh, finally gets up the courage and he's just like, he looks at the king and he's just like, uh, th- these are nice plates and table. Thank you. They're from our finest uh, potters. And he just sort of nods his head. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, and there's kind of this awkward air as this last course finishes up and then the king kind of just stops abruptly and he says very nice dining with you both I have a lot to think over but we'll reconvene again tomorrow in a more formal setting and get more of the facts out onto the table um, Ch- Chess sort of raises his hand um, go on okay <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to to ask a question? Sure. Uh, how how do things work tomorrow? Like, does you know what do we what do I do for Ralric here? Anything I like? Can I ha- help in some way? Well, we have our different witnesses, but since you came in with him and were a part of the party, we do not need to hear you speak. But there are others who are not personal acquaintances of Radrak here that will speak and give their word for him or against him. Okay. Um, I I, uh, I know this might sound weird, but is there like any is there like a part of the procedure that involves arm wrestling or anything that uh, I could volunteer for? You hear him snort real quick before he recomposes himself and just, no, there are no fights or brawls during the proceedings oh okay yeah no sorry no not not a fight sir um just you know okay uh thank you for the information indeed 
and he kind of stands up, grabs his stuff, does a small bow towards Unkin. We will talk again soon. And he turns and walks out the door. Chess sort of like, like exhales and is just like, looks at Ralark and is like, oh, well, I think that went well. Yeah, I mean, well, the food's good. I went well, I guess we'll see. I, I think he liked me. I think I got on his good side there. You have old Nan almost like immediately grabbing you on the wrist as you're talking. And she goes, Chess, you're still in the presence of the most powerful wizard in the world. And she lets your arm grow a little bit, go, and then she goes back to lightly nibbling at her food. Chess is just like, just sort of looks down at her and is... Oh, she, she would have said sorcerer, not wizard. Okay, sorcerer. Chess is like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks up and he says... Thank you, old nun. Please, would you mind if I spoke alone with these two? Is he and, saying that to old nun? Yeah. And nun Nan and Lilet almost immediately get up and kind of bow or curtsy and start to head towards the door. Okay. I was still doing the shadow step voice there, but you know, he's a werebear. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's a werebear. <laughs> uh, chest is, yeah, chest is looking at Ralric. But otherwise, trying to be very like still and polite. He's very fidgety though, because he's not used to doing this. Mm-hmm. Ralric's just very stern and quiet. Hello, Ralric. It is interesting to hear you and this Chester say earlier talking about me being the wild midge. Um, Chester just looks at him. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to like. Um, hurt your feelings or anything it's just that we met a guy that looked like i like he was identical right yeah like it was maybe like slightly different hair pattern but okay he's like he's like i would say like roughly exactly the same as you um but he said his name was wild mage and uh maybe his hair was a little bit different but his voice definitely wasn't the same as yours so you know there's that yeah, the face was just the same, though. That is quite interesting. I haven't heard of Wild Mage cropping up in quite some time. Can I do an insight can sh- insight chest <laughs> insight check to see if like is this guy just dicking around with us or give an insight check? Is it actually like okay? Well, that's uh, four. What was your inclination? Um. My chest's not like super clever here, so he thinks he's just met someone who looks identical to him. Yeah, so you're still feeling that same way. You're like, uh, but you still look like the guy. Yeah. Um, chest just kind of looks at him. He's like, he's like, do you like have a twin brother or something? No, but the wild mage has enjoyed playing pranks almost ever since they were my student. Oh, oh! You you taught wild, wild mage. Yes, I taught wild mage many moons ago. The cheese. Does does chest chest have all his weapons with him? Yeah. Okay. Um, chest would look at him and be like, "Well, um, I mean, he left. If this helps, he left this thing for me." And he's he starts to reach for his weapon. Then he looks. He's like, "Wait, I'm not. 
I'm not going to attack you with this thing. Is it okay if I take out this weapon to show you? If you... It's like, I'm not sure on table rules. If you tried to attack me, it would fail anyways. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Well, that's... I guess that's good. He takes out the glaive and sort of, like, holds it out in his hand and is like, yeah, you like... He left this for us or something. And you're... You kind of hold it out. Maybe your fingers are a little loose and you feel it start to... Um, rise up into the air against your fingers as you're holding it. As it happens, he kind of like pulls his hand back and says, Whoa! Oh! Uh, it doesn't normally do this thing, though. This is new. And it immediately glides over to you. Go over, glides over to him in that in the middle of the sentence that you're saying. He's, he's kind of, yeah, it doesn't normally do the floating uh, thing. Okay. And you see him kind of sitting with it for a minute, looking over it. And he says, Interesting. It does not seem to be cursed. It is a good axe in good working order. He's just chest kind of shrugs. He's like, okay, uh, do you, do you think, like, I should not use it or use it or something? I mean, I guess if it's working, I should just use it. You, I would say you can use it, but it potentially could make it easier for you to be tracked. Simply because they're very familiar with a instrument or implement on your body that they gave you oh okay uh what if i like wrap it and stuff will that be harder to see it for him uh and he kind of looks over to ralric as you're as you're saying that uh and without getting any help he looks back over to you no <laughs> okay <laughs> and he he Chest might be picking up a little bit on it. He's just like, so, sorry if I, my questions aren't very good. I, I'm not very familiar with magic stuff. Um, I grew up in the mountains and we didn't have a lot of magic, so I'm still kind of figuring it out. Hey, it is okay. And I know, I know, I know you're very good at magic. He's from a society that frowns upon magic quite a bit. I have heard of that or read of that so you must be from the mountains then oh yeah sharp sharp mountains uh way up near the top actually very very cold is it still started with enough fight town oh yeah you know fight town holy moly you know fight town yeah it's fight town yeah that's the one goliath area that really frowns on magic yeah they they're kind of maybe coming around to it, I guess. They've had a little bit of a sort of situation there recently. But, um, yeah, it's still still kind of a, a new thing. So, And I certainly didn't have it when I was growing up. He nods at you, then looks over to Ralric and just says, So, Ralric, tell me what you know about the Divine Linked. Mm -hmm. Just kind of jumps right into it. Full-on memory test, isn't this? <laughs> Hope you brought your note card. Uh, I'm sure Dan. Um, so what do I know in general? Um, that we, myself and Chest, are divine linked, as well as the members of our party. And we know that there are others out there that we may or may not be interested in finding at some point. And do you know the purpose of being a divine linked? Um, I'm not sure if I'm clear on the purpose just yet. That's kind of what me and my group have been working on this whole time, is 
searching for some purpose. At least that's how I feel about my journey. Does the Prince of Deception ring any bells to you? Chess raises his hand. <laughs> uh, and he looks over to Chess. Yes? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not sure if you were asking. Maybe you were asking Ralek. I, I, that ring, I know that name. And he kind of looks a bit surprised, but let's see. Okay, go on. Oh, yeah, it's a guy named F-U-L. Um... He, he's been kind of being a D-bag. Uh, sorry, I probably shouldn't use that language. He's been being not good. Uh, and I've, like, he was, he was, you know, doing some bad things in places. There was, there was this, pl- there's a place, um, Theron, and there was like a big situation there a while ago where a big old dragon came out of the ground and I think that was from a group of people that were following him. And he kind of, like, he, we were there when it happened, and he, we were trying to, you know, help help prevent it from happening, but, you know, F.U.L. was, like, uh, threatening us. Hmm. He's kind of looking at, at uh, looking at, Wild, well, Unkin as he's saying these things, like, questioningly, like, does this make sense? Um, give an insight check. Uh, ten. Um... You are noticing his eyes start to get a little bit bigger as you're saying these things. And he says, Well, I don't know what reason Wild Mitch decided to help you, but I am sure it is for their own benefit in the end. In the meantime, I feel it is important that the both of you do get out of here alive. Yeah, I mean, that's that seems good. I mean, Rowler totally didn't do anything. We were stuck in a cart when all that stuff happened. Uh, yes, yes. And he kind of starts, like, trying to cut you off. Uh, and, again. oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you already know because of your magic. Okay. If you survive, I could maybe use your help finding the cause of a recent event with the wild mage wants. What is really going on with who is attacking Elftown? I'm a little bit too obvious and a little bit too prominent to be going in investigating on my own. Chess is just like, oh yeah, sure, if I can, I mean, I I can't do magic, um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you figured that out, but I mean, I can do whatever, if there's anything else I can do to help, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that, like, I can find Wild Mage for you? Like, is there, do I talk to this weapon? Would that do it? I can try doing that. When you are in Pesopt again, I don't know when, but I won't be back for at least another few days. You may find me at the top of the Unkin Memorial Library. Here. And he um, starts to send the uh, axe back across to you, and he does a little wave of the hand, and two other objects uh, start coming across the table towards you. Mm -hmm. And one seems to be a note of some kind. Okay. And he kind of sends that more towards Ralric. Okay. (laughs) Probably a good idea. <laughs> and also a second object. It looks like a red key is also going over towards Ralric. <laughs> while the axe heads back to Chest. Alright, Chest would like like gingerly reach out to grab the axe, like kind of nervous to pick it up out of the air. As you kind of grab the note, you can see that it's pretty much just like a permission that you're you're allowed to go up and visit him. And, and Unkin, are you... Um, are you going to be present 
at the proceedings tomorrow. I will be there, but I shall not be involved. <laughs> May I ask why? Because I have only met you today. Mm-hmm. And yes, um... additional information about Fraser Blue and such is sensitive. But what what about additional information about who may or may not have been riding around on a dragon? Uh, I do not know the answer to that question. Ch- Chest looks at him and he's like, "Can can I ask one last question?" Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not really sure how the like event thing happens tomorrow, but apparently, you know, it's going to be some people testifying for. Ralric and then some people testifying against him. But, you know, since I know we didn't do it, as long as they tell the truth, then I think we're fine. And so I remember when I was up in Fight Town, one of the people there did some magic that made everyone tell the truth. Is that... Can we, like, do that tomorrow? That is not for me to decide, and I do not believe that is how the courts run here. They have more of a ancient code and prefer... No one or nothing gets modified by magical means. Oh. Just one person, their ability to speak, and witnesses' ability to testify versus another. However, and he kind of motions to the red key that also lands in your hand, and he says... In chest hand or in relics hand? uh, Relics. I do hear that there is an individual that may not be telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And... This may help you figure that whole situation out. Okay. And he nods at you and looks at the key and kind of immediately stands up and says a little bit louder. All right, great dining with both of you. Thank you for telling me a little bit more of your culture. And Justice just cut his eyes kind of light up for a second. He's like, oh, yeah, it was great telling you about Fight Town. Like, I, I, um... I'm surprised you knew about it. You know, anytime you want more info, just ask me and I can tell you all about, you know, the fights and the wrestling and stuff. Um, And I had not said this, but when the king left, also his kind of guard people left with him as well. Oh, okay. So you you were alone for this period. Okay. Mm. Got it. Okay. And he kind of motions you towards the door that Lilet and Nun and Nan went through and he starts moving towards the door that the king went through on the opposite side. Okay. Um, Chest gets up and starts heading... Look, he, he's looking at Ralurk and he's like, do we do we go this way? Uh, I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and he like... Did you get enough turkey, Chest? <laughs> Chest grabs a little bit of, like, a, some extra duck off the table if it's still there. Yeah, you get a, a nice chunk of duck leg. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we had... I had chest heads through the door okay so you head through the door and if you want you can kind of just start backtracking at least towards the cell area where you were to stay sure um i don't remember was chest staying in the cell area with ralric i believe that's what you plan to do there's ample space okay um chest will do that so he'll he'll uh head down um, with Ralric and just on the way down he's kind of talking to Ralric he's like alright Ralric here's the deal wait did I tell Ralric about um, bumping into Thea I don't I think I did because because I told Ralric about Bumble whatever his name was Bumble Snatch Bumble Snatch yeah 
and Ralek was like, fucking Bumblesnatch. Yeah, no, the way I wrote my notes, I think you did. Okay. So, yeah, Chest, Chest is um, leaning down, is like, so there's a lot of info here. We got, like, Thea told us about Mr. Bumblesnatch, and then Wild Mage gave us that key, and um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, should I just go up and threaten him? Uh, n- uh, no, I don't think we should do any threatening before the trial. It's just going to hurt our credibility and make it's going to make us look like the bad guys. Okay. We're not the bad guys. But what But you know, if he goes up and lies tomorrow, that seems pretty bad. Yeah, no, he's going to lie. I've, I think we should we should just let him and let the king and everyone see right through his lies. Um, just as kind of sitting there. So, have we gotten back to the cell yet? Uh, we'll say that you just got back now, yeah. Okay. Chest is gonna, like, is really defeated when he hears that, because, like, he wanted to, you know, help somehow, and so far every way he's thought to help has kind of, like, been shot down. So he's sort of thinking, sitting there against the wall thinking, and... He sort of closes his eyes and he's um, thinking about the conversation he had with with Cord. Uh, he's like, "Hey, Ralric, can can I ask you a question?" Of course. Um, when I was when I did that praying thing and I talked to Cord, he said he said the word adapt, and you know I'm familiar up in the mountains with the word the idea of adapting. Like you know if you you got to adapt to survive. And you know, take care of your yourself and whatnot. But down here, we got—I'm not really sure what adapt means, because like, there's plenty of food, so I don't need to adapt to find more food. And like, does adapt mean something else? Yeah, I th- think for you, it means adapting your actions and your reactions to things. We don't have to fight or threaten or arm wrestle. Okay. Our way out of every situation. We might just need to talk. So maybe like, so I guess it means to do things differently mm-hmm. than I would normally do them. Right. So when something comes up and you think the first thing that comes to your head, I'm going to do this, just stop for a second and wait and think about another way to do it. And did, did I... You told... Did you tell Chess that you um, bullied Nicholas Bumblesnatch when you were a kid? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Chess is like, okay, well, if... So if I'm... My my first thought was to go up and, like, threaten him and beat him up. So I gotta think of a different way to do it. But we gotta talk to him. And obviously... I mean, I can't just tell him to tell the truth because I guess he's already decided not to. Yeah. What? Why is he Why is he lying about you, Ralric? Um, well, so you know how whenever we go to an inn or a pub or something and this, sh- you know, the shop keeps and bartenders are always kind of they just don't like me. Oh, is he a sh- <laughs> is he a shopkeeper? No, 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 but it's because I'm just you know, not the most personable elf in all of elf town right so people tend to react kind of negatively towards me and bumble snatch was one of those back when i was a kid and i didn't know how to deal with it 
back then. So I used to be really mean to him. Oh. I, I kind of bullied him, you know, beat him up. Okay. Pulled his hair, called him names, stuff like that. And I feel, I feel like that's probably why he's going to lie about me. Huh. Well, did you ever, like, you know, do something to tell him you're sorry? No, I haven't. So I, I think that that's what I was saying with talking. I feel like we should... If we have a chance, we should try to talk to him and be nice. Well, I mean, we we got a key here. Does that, like, lead to him, his room or something? Uh, I think Unkin was hinting at something like that. I'm not exactly sure. But it seems like it's going to help in some way. Chest is, like, size. He's like, okay, Ralric, I feel like I have to do something. I'm here, and I gotta help, and I can't fight, and... Maybe I can, like, watch out for you or, like, do some sort of trick so that you can go up there and talk to him. I feel like you just got to talk to him and maybe that'll help. Yeah, we can we can try. And, uh, like, I can, maybe I can, like, watch the hallway while you sneak up there or I can, like, pretend to be you in this cell or something. I'm sure those are dumb ideas. I just, I don't know how to help. No, those are good. That's exactly, that's the different approach we were talking about so that's good oh okay well is any no one's watching these cells are they tyler or are they because it wasn't going to be locked uh was it we just had to stick around this in the tree yeah give a general perception check as you're walking around the area gotcha 22 you did not see any guards in the cell area but you did see towards the end of the hall um, where this, you know, where you turned into the cells. Basically, you walked down a set of stairs to get here um, to the cells at the first time. You went back up that same set of stairs. Further down that hallway, basically on the opposite end of the hallway from the one that you've been using, uh, is another staircase. And with that perception check, you saw not at the bottom, but you saw like the feet of someone good part of the way up the staircase. A feet? That got, yeah, that got cut off by the ceiling. Oh, like so someone just standing up there. Yeah. Got it. Well, um, yeah, Chess, I don't think you need to stay in the cell, because I don't think anyone's checking on me. Um, but we can try and go up, and if I need someone to guard the hallway or guard the door, that'd be great. Okay. Chest is kind of, like, looking around. He's like, maybe I should, like, leave my weapons here so people don't think I'm trying to fight them. Good thinking. Okay. Chest takes his... Like, puts his all of his weapons down in the cell. Yeah, I'll put what's remaining of mine down as well. My spear. Okay. Dagger. Yeah, so I'll set the rest of mine down. And I imagine these weapons are being placed away from the cell of uh, the one that's locked in. What was her name? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I was just putting them in the cell we were in. Yeah, yeah. Marianne. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, not near the wall of <laughs> whatever, out of her reach. <laughs> okay, so you do that, you place your weapons down, you know, almost at, like, the far corner from where she was, and they're kind of just bundled there in a corner. Uh, maybe put a small blanket over it that, that you saw in the cell. Wait, are we, we're not in the same cell, though, right? She's closed in her own thing? Yeah, yeah, she's closed off. Okay. Yours were open. Okay, okay. Um, throw a blanket over, you know, from the cell. Yeah. And yeah, chest would 
start walking forward kind of nervously. This is like a totally new approach to him. Yeah, well, I'll take, I'll jump in front with the, um, I got the key in my hand and the little piece of paper and the, the pass. What? The pass was for, for pass up though, right? Yes. Was it? Oh. Yeah. So the yeah, pass the pa- was... The pass. I'm still walking with it, <laughs> with my arm <laughs> forward. <laughs> Let yeah. me pass. As, as you read it, it was, it basically said, these two, this Goliath, this elf, and anyone in their company may visit me one time. Please take this note afterwards. Got it. And signed it. All right, I will stuff that back into my little elf pouch and head over to the stairs and start walking up. Okay, so you start walking up the stairs and you see what looks to be, or give a perception check as you're heading towards it first. Uh Are you trying to be quiet, walking normally? No, walking normally. Um, 14 perception. Okay, you can see because you saw these feet earlier, you know what you're looking for. And as you start walking towards the stairs, the feet turn from sideways to facing you. Mm -hmm. And you see uh, the butt of some sort of weapon would uh, place down on the same stair that they were on. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'll, <clears throat> I'll keep walking straight up and just say, hello there. Um, hello, you. Sorry, this is off limits for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where exactly does this lead? Uh, this is where some of the witnesses are staying, so obviously we can't allow you to go up here. Hmm. But I'm also a witness. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and who are you exactly? I am Ralaric. And he takes out a piece of paper and you you're the accused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and You're really really doing a good job here. <laughs> and he's just kinda like looking at you like so no. Got it. Is it just the one is it the one guard? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, so I really just wanted to go talk to an old friend that I know is up in the witness area. Look, we've, I don't have any weapons on me. It's just me and me, myself, and I. Give a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. With disadvantage. Disadvantage. Lovely. That's what, yeah. Niner. Uh, you're being accused of murdering a bunch of people. Um, now it's not chatty time, especially with people who are testifying against you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my orders. Sorry. So is this is this hallway like... So this is a door into an area and there's no one else around? It's just this one guy? Right. And there were a couple of other doors in this hallway, but they were closed. Okay. Um, just as like... Well, Ralik, you better... I mean, I guess maybe we can chat with him another time. And he looks at Ralaric and is kind of like, you know, saying to go, you know, head back down. But like, you know, kind of like, mm, you know, go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I'll back back down the stairs and give Chest a wink and nod up to the guard and just say like, hey, you're a witness. Yeah. Um, Chest, Chest uh, is looking at the like the garden he's like hey um uh where can you show me the bathroom uh give a deception check <laughs> not at all suspicious 
13 plus 1, 14. Uh, he walks down towards the bottom of the step and says, turn around. If you go up those stairs, uh, and he basically gives you the directions to the same bathroom that you went to earlier. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So wait, so, so I, sorry, I'm having a hard time picturing this. So he's going, he's at the top of some stairs. Yeah. And there's a door there. And so you hadn't seen this yet because you had only seen the bottom of the stairs. But as you got close and went up to him, it was the other side of stairs going upwards. So the turning point is kind of where he was. Okay. There's no, there's no other male witnesses that we know about, right? Like it's, there's just old Nan, old nun, and uh, what's her name, Lilette. So I couldn't pretend to be any of those. Um, there's Bumble Snatcher. We're going trying to go see uh, and there's no other witnesses I know about Bobby Senior give me technically. a intelligence check okay surprisingly I rolled an 18 minus 1 is 17 um, there is the hero Stefan these are people we mentioned but we haven't necessarily we don't necessarily know they were here right Okay. But these were the people that you had mentioned. Okay. There's Bob. Uh, there's Bobby Senior, the hero Stefan. Okay. Chesco's is like okay. And he looks at the guard. He's like, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go use the bathroom, and I'll be back to head to my room in in just a little bit. Um, and he heads down the stairs to go to the bathroom, and make it appear like he's going to the bathroom. Does is he passing Ralric when he does so? Yeah. Okay. So he's like. He's like, Ralric, I think you mentioned Stefan and the hero on your list, so um, I gotta pretend to be one of those, I think. Okay. I'd go with um, hero, probably. Um, okay. And as we're walking off to the bathroom, I don't know, are you following me, Ralric? No, I don't want to make it weird, unless you <laughs> motion for me to do so. <laughs> no, that's okay. And as... As a chest gets to the... Like, is the bathroom kind of within earshot of this guard? No. Or is it too far away? It's too far away? Too far away. Yeah, as chest uh, gets... Well, hmm. Trying to think the best way to do this. Because I don't think we can pretend to be one of those guys. We still have to leave afterwards. (sighs) But chest is kind of like... As chest is walking down the hall... This is going to be tough but we're still within earshot of that guard he's just gonna start all right we're doing yeah we're doing it we're doing a full what's it called uh fight club here um and chest is gonna like find something and and like be like well i guess it's gonna end in fighting anyway and start like and actually like punch himself in the jaw (laughs) and this is like a weird thing that he's never done before but He's gonna do that and then be like, ah, okay, that I need to really sell this. So I'm gonna, I don't really know how to do this mechanics wise, Tyler, but I would like to attack myself slash hurt myself. Um, roll an attack, adding your strength modifier. Because okay. I don't think you're fit. All right. Fishing in unarmed combat. Sure. Uh, 13 plus uh, strength is 5, 18. Okay. 
so kind of hard for you to, you know, punch yourself in the face because you haven't really done it mm-hmm. before. But you get a solid crack on your own jar, jaw, and you get like light taste of iron in your mouth. Mm. All right, and Chess is like, mm. ow, okay, uh, and um, he's going to kind of like look around to see if there's anything that can help sort of bloody him up a bit. Uh, give a perception check. God damn it. I wish, like, three. I wish I could just roll okay with the stats that I suck at. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see, like, any loose rocks and, or rocks or rubble around because this is just the, the tree and it's really yeah. not, not a lot going on. You do see a dirt pile in the corner. Okay. Um, chest is gonna, like, get down and take that dirt and start kind of, like, getting it all over him. Okay. Um, like, kind of making it look like he was, like, thrown into the dirt. That's his goal here. Um, I don't know if... Uh, he's he's sort of thinking back to, like, when but when he had left... When he had left the mountains, he'd been kicked out, and he was kind of bouncing around from town to town, mostly surviving by doing gladiator-type things. Mm-hmm. And, like, his showmanship that he was doing there, he's like, I gotta gotta make it look good i just i gotta make it's not it's a different kind of fighting is all just and so he's like essentially pretending to fight in the dirt but with no one there okay give one more attack roll with advantage okay so that's nine and three so nine plus five is 14 okay so you're you're continually beating on yourself and then you hear in your mind again, after a slight uh, shaking of the room, as you, I guess it's not really shaking of the room, but you, you threw yourself against the wall, so you kind of felt that vibration. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you hear, adapt. Like, as in, I'm doing the wrong thing, or I'm doing the right thing? <laughs> or something else? Insight check. Okay. Come on, two. You're, you're... Like, I have minus one, but I can... You're not sure, really, but you do feel like what you're doing is different than what you've done before. Okay. I'm gonna... I don't think... Chess would hear that, I guess, and think, like, he would maybe sort of be like, I'm adapting. I'm... This is what it is. Okay. This is what I'm doing. I'm adapting. And he'll give, like... He's gonna... He's gonna be like, all right, I, I need... I need some blood, and he's gonna, like, essentially just go, like, sort of close his eyes and try to do a headbutt, like, to hit his nose on the wall. Mm -hmm. Like, he's trying to break his nose, because he knows noses bleed a lot. Give another... We'll just do another roll. uh, Advantage. With with strength? Yeah. Just a roll. Okay. 15 and 10, so 20. Mod 20. Uh, uh, Actually, I'll make it athletics instead for banging your head against it okay well that's 23 um so as you do this final blow kind of hear like this large crack yeah one because you just broke your nose roll a d4 okay one uh let's say you take let's just do a modifier that i think is just you do three damage to yourself okay and at as you do that, the blood starts to come out of your nose and starts to 
drip and go along the floor and you hear this large crack and almost like a booming sound and you kind of quickly step back and you look at the wall and you see that lightning streaks are going down along the sides of this tree and then they're going all the way up kind of towards the end of the hall towards each end of the hall and there's this large uh what the what and uh someone's about to start running down the stairs uh Ralric, you just saw this happen what are you doing here in the hallway so just as a reminder you just saw chest throw his head against the the wall and a large crack happened and then almost like burn marks work their way down the hallway each side from where his head hit mm-hmm. and in the hall there's the stairs that you're close to there's the other stairs and then there are a couple doors on either side gotcha and the that guard ran down to see what's going on he uh as soon as this happened he started heading down the stairs but what you know you could have been doing something while chess was doing this to gotcha well i would have been trying doors okay those other doors i don't know if they were locked or not we didn't try them before right yeah just give a stealth check stealth check Where's my stealth modifier? Eleven. Okay. So you open the door, slip inside. You think it's fairly quiet, but then the large boom kind of happens. And if there was any thought of, or you feel like if there's any thought of, you know, what was that door sound, quickly became irrelevant as there's clear burn marks that started going up the walls. And the guard merely bolts down the stairs as you kind of are finishing closing the door behind you. Mm, and what do I see in this room? Perception check. Oh, and... Yeah, and I believe you have dark vision. So. Oh, it's dark. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I get a ten. Just looks like a, looks like a closet. <laughs> nice. Broom closet. <laughs> nice. And so I'm just I'm just gonna wait until I hear the guards. If I can hear his footsteps, wait till he kind of goes past. Ray has to go past these doors, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you hear yeah. the pit patter down the stairs and then starts running along the the uh, hallway towards Chess. Chess, what are you doing after you kind of see all of this happen? Can, can I hear the guard coming? Yeah. Uh, all right. Actually, give a perception check. Okay. Four. <laughs> there, after you hit your head and heard that large crack, there's almost this loud, super loud ringing mm-hmm. going on in your ears. Okay, Ch- chest is kind of like, sort of bent over, like, you know, holding his his ears. What, what, what just happened here? Where? Ch- chest chest looks up, like his eyes are wide, and he sees the wall, and he sees the the guard, and he's like, grabs his nose, and it's pleading, and he sort of like, remembers what he was doing, because that sort of was sh- quite a big shock for him. That's not what he was expecting to happen. And he's just looking at the guy, like, eyes wide, like, blood in his hand, and he's like, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't know, I, some, something, something's after me. And you have a deception check with advantage. Uh, 13 plus 1, 14. Okay. Uh, which, do you know which way it went? He's like, uh, chest is kind of like all of a sudden feeling a little bit more confidence because like he, he didn't think this would work. 
because it wasn't fighting. And he's just kind of like looking at the wall and sort of pointing along the sort of Thunderstrike line away from the door that the guard came from. Because you said it went both directions, right? Right. Yeah, so he's kind of pointing and he's like, I, I think something went along the that line there. That line wasn't wasn't there. Was it there before? I don't think... No, neither of those... You just stay here. You stay here. Okay, I'm gonna go get help. And he starts running up the other staircase. The the okay. one that you pointed towards. Okay. And Chest is... As soon as the guard's out of sight, Chest is gonna look back for, to see if Ralric... And just kind of, like, quickly jog jog back and looking around for Ralric. And he's just like, Ralric! You... As you get up, your you know your vision's kind of blurry a little bit, and you're kind of stumbling. It's not it's not very coordinated. Okay. As you're heading towards the door, um, can I hear him? I can hear him coming. Yeah, you can hear him. He's yeah. kind of bumping against the walls too. Okay. So I'm gonna open the door and kind of snatch him inside. You're pulling me in. Yeah, just for a second, just to <laughs> just recover for, for hot makeouts. <laughs> So as you go to pull him in, he puts his hands on the door to kind of protest being pulled in. He's like, he's running to get help. I think you got like just a few minutes, Relic. You gotta like go fast. I gotta. All right. I, I'm you sure you're okay. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I have no idea what happened. We'll talk about that later. And Chest is gonna like jog back to where he met the guard and just like sort of stumble, keep stumbling away, so that if he does meet back up with the guard, it's further away from the door. All right, I'm going to uh, slide out and jog towards them stairs. Okay. And head up. So you head upstairs and give a perception check as you head up to the second floor mm-hmm. or the next floor. 17. You see that each of the doors in this hallway, while the hallway is still carved from the great tree itself, looking very uniform. Everything is uniform except for the colors of the doors, and you can see that there's colors, basically colors of the rainbow, and each door is a different color. Interesting. I'm going to walk along. Mike, the key I got was red, right? Yes. Yes. I'm going to go to the red door then. Okay. Find your way to the red door. And try that key. You put the key in the key lock, turn it, and the door opens. Yes, I'm going in. Okay, so this first room you can see is kind of like a sitting room, and there's another door on the other side. Mm-hmm. Nobody's here. Uh, not in the sitting room, though. No. Okay, I'll go to the next door then, try that. Okay, you open the door, and you see um, kind of sitting on a bed, leaned over, is this skinny, almost frail-looking elf, a bit on the short side for elves, of one of the things that you may have picked on picked on him for mm. uh, has very light brown hair tied back, very messy, very mundane clothing. Uh, is leaning over and holding a pouch of some kind, and he starts to look up at you. Mm-hmm. Well, if it isn't Mister Bumblesnatch, Wallowickwimes, what in the hell are you doing here? That's where we'll end for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used my full names. I'm already triggered. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep it together, though. <laughs> All right. Good session. Well, well, well. I'm excited to have a new thing that isn't fighting. 
<laughs> which is apparently <laughs> well you're still fighting yourself <laughs> yeah yeah slightly and, different and, well no you learned a new word and you learned how to use it what was the new word just well the adaptation or oh, whatever ad- yeah yeah <laughs> maybe I, you knew, also... maybe you knew the word but you knew you learned how to use the word <laughs> also i learned how to thunder headbutt mm. <laughs> did not think goliath forehead or nose would be the achilles heel of this tree based on previous descriptions welcome to dm thoughts with tyler another interesting episode with ralric and chest as they had their dinner party with unkin which they originally thought was the wild mage and with the king and ralric made his way up to stairs obviously at the end here with Bumble Snatch and then Chess headbutted the wall and seemingly damaged this near invulnerable tree. I feel this was pretty interesting because there's a lot of ways that Ralric and Chess could have gone, and this was, you know, one that I don't think anybody, including me, expected. But I simply tried to prepare myself to adapt <laughs> for whatever they chose to do. That is it for this episode. Next episode will be with Pip and Funky back in Pesopt. So we'll continually jump back and forth until we eventually get these two parties to merge back together. That is, if Ralric can prove himself to be innocent. All right, we'll see you next time for the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast.